You are listening to the God Focused Life Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Thompson, and my prayer is that every single listener will be inspired and challenged to be all that God has created you to be. Hello, and welcome to episode 28. Today, I want to talk about weakness. You know, weakness gets a bad rap because none of us want to admit when we are weak. But you know, it is all because of our weakness that Christ came for us. Because of our weakness, Christ died for us. And when we are weak in our sin, it's really hard to face the weakness and to call out for help and to even admit that we are weak. I love the child song, Jesus Loves Me, because it says, I am weak, but he is strong. Yes, Jesus loves me. And I love the fact that a child is confessing, I am weak, but he is strong. And even in our weakness, Jesus loves me. It's a declaration. And I think sometimes as we get older, we forget that declaration. We forget to call that out and say, I am weak and he is strong. We have to find our identity in Christ. So I want to talk about this. Paul says that there is strength in his weakness. And he even says that he boasts in his weakness You know, sometimes I think we put expectations not only on ourselves, but we put it on someone else, honestly, to be supernatural. And we forget the fact that we are all sinners. We are all tainted by sin, whether it is sin from the generations that's been poured into us or whether it is our own sin and our own choices that we have made that make us weak. And I think sometimes we do other people a disservice because we are expecting them to be perfect and they're not. And then we wonder, why is that person not confessing to me? Why are they hiding their sins? I think of children. It starts at at a young age when they've done something they shouldn't have done. And it's really hard for them to admit to their parents that they've done something. So usually they will hide it or not confess it when they are confronted with the sin. And we carry that into our adulthood to where we don't want to admit, maybe it's to our spouse or to our pastor or to our best friend or to our supervisor or boss. We don't want to admit our failure. It's very hard. But we know that Jesus says it is by grace that we are saved. It is by his power Christ died for us and he gave it all when we were at our weakest. The Bible says that he gave it all because of our weakness. When we were yet sinners, as we were sinners, that is why Christ came to earth. That is why God sent his son to die for us as a sacrifice because of our imperfections. This doesn't give us a permission to sin, but it gives us permission to be desperate for God. You know, sometimes we just keep fighting and fighting and fighting and we try to stay afloat and we fight and fight and fight and we try to stay afloat. And God is like, listen, it's too hard for you. You're trying to do this in your flesh. You're trying to do this as rules and regulations and it wears us out. What God wants us to do is to come close to him 
to be spiritually one with him and to admit our weaknesses. When we admit our weaknesses, then we can confess he is the strong one. We can't do anything without him. When we think about children, um, we get to be children of God. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that God disciplines those he loves. Well, who is disciplined? Children. And what does discipline mean? Sometimes we think that discipline just means I'm going to go spank someone or, <laughs> you know, or be really cruel and give some punishment. That's not the definition of discipline. Discipline means guidance. Discipline means correction, to correct the course so that they are on a right path, a good path. And when we call out to Jesus, when we call out to him to be our savior, we become children of God. And listen, let's think about children. Children are weak, right? Children aren't as strong as an adult. They need help carrying things. They need help lifting things. They're weak. And an adult is going to be stronger than a child. A child will grow and a child gets stronger as he or she grows. A child will mimic whatever they see their parents do or maybe older siblings or friends or peers. They will mimic. And when we are children of God, we learn who God is and we start mimicking his ways. Children are needy. Children cannot go into the kitchen and cook. It's very dangerous. They need someone to cook for them. Children need clothes. Children need provision. They need food. They need, honestly, they need their bills paid for, right? They don't even realize they have bills, right? There's heating and water and AC. If AC is a need, I think it's a need this day and age, right? But children are very needy. And we give to our children things that they don't even realize. And that's what happens when we become a child of God. He gives us things that we don't even realize he is giving to us. Um, and we know that children need love and affection and attention. And when we become children of God, God pours out his love and attention and affection. We become part of the family of God. We're not only children, like the only child. We're not a single child. There are many in the family of Christ. And it's beautiful because in that family of God, we have other brothers and sisters that we are learning from. And God has gifted all of the children. I, you know, I've heard parents say this. I have two children of my own, but I've heard other parents say in their families of six children or eight children, Every single child is different. I definitely see the differences in my own children. I have a boy and a girl, and of course there's obvious differences, but even when parents have children of the same sex, like they could have two or three daughters and they can be very, very different. And so that's the way we are in the body of Christ. All of us have different giftings and all of us have different personalities. And the Lord wants to pour in all of us. And how good and pleasant it is when we dwell together in unity. And that is a, a scripture from the Bible. But it is also so true with parents when you look at your children, when they are fighting and there's discord. 
Oh, it just drives us nuts when we see our kids fighting and bickering. We want peace, right? So God can discipline us and help us and lead us so that we have unity within the body of Christ. So that's children. Children are, are very weak. There's another uh, example, and I want to share this with you. There was one time when we were driving down the road, and my husband, some of you may know him if you uh, know our family and know my husband, he is a very um, gentle giant. He's gentle, and he has a big heart, especially for the weak. He has such a tender heart towards the elderly or the really, really little, because he knows that they are limited in the things that they can do. So there was one day that we were driving down the road. We were all in, I can't even say we were driving down the road. We were actually in the middle of a, like a city and there's traffic. We were kind of stuck at a traffic light and we were waiting. And then my husband looks out the side of his eye and he sees a woman pushing her husband. They were elderly. She was pushing him across the street and it was a snowy day and she, he was in a wheelchair and as she was trying to push him over the ice, she got stuck and she could not push him. My husband did not say a word. We were at a red light. We don't even know when that light is going to turn. My husband jumped out of the car like he ran and then he noticed that the light turned and then he get back he got back in the car and drove around to a parking spot and ran out there to help this elderly woman push her elderly husband to get him to safety out of the middle of the road. They were kind of like there at the curb and um, he got them to safety because he saw their weakness and he just could not help himself. He's like, I have got to help them. Do you know that that's the way that God is with us in our weaknesses? Sometimes we are so deep in sin and we think that we have to hide our sins. That's what Adam and Eve did. When they sinned and fell from God, they hid from him. And God was desperate to rescue them. And it was God that came to them. He confronted them. And I know parents, as a mom and as my husband, when we are parenting our children, when we know that there is sin, when we know that our children have fallen short or they have, have fallen in, in their weaknesses, we come to them and we, uh, in our um, imperfections. We may get emotional about it and we may be like, oh my goodness, what are we going to do about this? Right. But um, we do go to our children. And then after we kind of settle down, or maybe we have to take a break before we go and confront them or talk to them so that we can do it in a way that's going to be helpful to them. We want to correct them and let them know that Whatever it is is wrong, but we also want to gently correct them and guide them in the way that they should go that's going to be beneficial. This is the way it is for us in our sin life. When we are weak, the last thing we need to do is hide. When we are weak, we need to confess. We need to let someone know that we have been weak. And here's the thing. This is where I think we do each other a disservice because of our expectations I think to a certain level, um, my husband and I, and you know, maybe I, I just keep using that relationship because that's kind of the most obvious anyway in my life. I do have expectations that we are going to be faithful in our marriage. I do have expectations that we are going to um, 
uh, do what we need to do as parents for our children and do what's best for our kids. I do have expectations that, you know, we're going to work and provide for each other and do, you know, the things that we need to do as husband and wife and as partners in life, right? There are expectations. However, we each need to realize on a deep level that we are weak. And when we actually realize that either one of us can fall prey to sin at any given moment, I think that will open up a door so that we can actually come to the, to the other person and confess our sins. But when we have this high expectation, right? Like this high, don't you dare ever, I can't believe you would ever think of such a thing. Because we be, we start seeing that other person as perfect and like they could never fail and they could never fall prey to sin. And we put them on some kind of pedestal and they do not deserve that position. We are all human. We are all flesh and we all have a sin nature. And the only way our sin is conquered is through the power and the love of Jesus Christ. So um, while we were weak, Christ came to us. And the thing is, is that when we can realize in our relationships with each other, when that, that there are going to be moments where we are weak, and instead of like waiting, I keep, you know, I have this picture in my mind of like a rolling pin or a frying pan, <laughs> you know, when we see our spouses in their weakness, we want to just, you know, run after them with the rolling pin or the frying pan. <laughs> you know, many times that is the worst thing that we can do. Yes, it is okay to be angry, but in our anger, do not sin. We need to be Christ-like. When we see our spouses or someone that we dearly love struggling in sin, we need to um, run to them so that we can help them. Um, and also, as as with our weaknesses, we don't want to let our weaknesses keep us away from God or from each other. We want to come to each other and actually pray for each other. And sometimes we can call each other out in our sins, you know, in a rightful way, because the Lord will reveal to us when we are praying and we are close to God and we are praying for our spouses. So many times the Lord will let us know when the other person is struggling. That has happened many times, whether it is with me and my husband or me and us, my prayer partners or, um, you know, my sister who she and I are very, very close. Sometimes the Lord will just put um, each other on our hearts and then we know it is time to pray. And then we reach out. Hey, are you okay? Are you struggling? Is there something that I can be praying for you about? So something that God revealed to me is how um, there, there are like, um, how, how do I say it? Like two, whether they're principalities or two ideas that are like couples. Let me just say it. Let me, I'm, I'm trying to like preface it and I'm kind of like stumbling all over my words. Pride and weakness are best friends. Pride and weakness. And then on the opposite side of that, humility and strength. Okay, so let's talk about pride and weakness. We have the weakness, and because of our pride, we don't want to admit our weakness. So the two of them are best friends. They stick together. They stick close together. Because heaven forbid anybody ever find out that I am weak. That is all rooted in pride. 
We don't want anyone to know that we've stumbled, that we've fallen, that we are flesh. We want others to think that we are some kind of superhuman Christians and we just have it all together. And that it's so hard to admit our weaknesses. It's so hard. But the Lord says, when we humble ourselves, I love 1 John um, 1, 9, where it says that if we humble ourselves and we confess our sins one to another, then he is faithful to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. It takes that humility saying, you know what? I am nothing without the grace of God. It says in the Bible that it was God's grace that saved us, God's power. It was his. We were chosen before creation was even created. We were chosen. It is all because of him that we are even alive today because he could have wiped us out and he didn't. But when we humble ourselves and say, I am human, I am nothing. And it, there's a verse that says we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. And I will tell my husband, I tell my children this all the time. I mean, I probably tell them that every couple of months. There is nothing good in me. And I'm telling you, I could break in a split second if God took his grace from me. I could revert back to my old sinful patterns. I could lose everything based on a bad decision, a bad choice. And I know my weakness. I know that without him, I am nothing. I know that without him, I am just desperate. And I will fill that desperation with things of the world with people of the world, with chemicals, with, you know, whatever it is, I will get that desperation met somehow. And it wasn't until I learned how to humble myself and call out for Jesus to be desperate for God. We are not perfect. You are not perfect. I am not perfect. We are in desperation for the one who is perfect. He is the one that's perfect and we can find shelter in his perfection. When we are the ones that are sinning, we can run to God in that safe place where he is perfect and he loves us and he covers over our sin. How does he do that? Because of the death of Jesus Christ. Our sin was paid for. It, the blood of Jesus covers our sins. And when we run to him in our spirit, it is a spiritual place. It is a deep place deep inside that we know that we need a higher power. And it is God. It is not some universe. It's not some mystic thing that's out there. It is God himself. That is who we are in need of. We need the shelter. When we run to God, he shelters us and he protects us in his presence. It's like when we have sin in our life, it's like being outside in this big hailstorm or thunder and lightning or, a, you know, a, a devastating tornado or a hurricane. And it's, it will wreck our world. It will kill us. It will, if we are out in this world and we continue to go and do things in the world, it will ultimately be the death of us. And honestly, it will ultimately be the death of us for all eternity. But when we run into the shelter of Jesus Christ and we run into that shelter of God, he shelters us from that storm. It's storming. This world is full of storms. It's full of heartache. It's full of hardships. It's full of relationships where 
we are so disappointed in somebody else because they didn't meet our expectations and even our own expectations that we have of ourselves. We will constantly live in the disappointment. But when we go to Christ, when we go to the heart of God, when we fall in love with him by the power of the Holy Spirit, we find that shelter in his presence. We are spirit. We are body. We are soul. And our soul is our emotions and our mind, how we think. It's our conscience. It's, um, it's I mean, even um, a, an unsaved person can have a conscience of what's right and wrong. But it is, we are spirit. When we, our spirit is rebirthed when we come and say, God, I need you. Will you live inside of me? And then God reforms us. He, it, we are a brand new creation. He births something on the inside of, him, of us and it is him. It is him. And he transforms us little bit by little bit. It's like I started this podcast talking about children. Children are little and they learn. They are helpless when they are born and they continue to grow and multiply. The cells of their body, the cells of their organs literally multiply and they are on a path, uh, a path of growth. And that is the same with us as Christians. Yes, we will have days where we are weak and we have to realize even on our strongest days, it is not our strength. It is the grace of God. It is the grace of the Holy Spirit that empowers us. I was sitting out. I'm on a God retreat right now, and I was sitting out by the lake, and I was just sitting there, and I was just thinking, God, without you, I am nothing. I can't even be kind to my husband. <laughs> it's so easy when I am one-on-one -on -one with God and looking at a lake and I'm just here by myself and I confess my sins and how I've been impatient or maybe my words have not been uplifting and building my husband up and I confess that before God. And I realize it is so easy when I don't have the distractions of the world, but it is so much harder when I'm face-to-face in these situations because I'm sinful. My husband is sinful. And so when, you know, maybe Pat's having a bad day and then it's like, oh, how do I tap into the spirit now? Because I want to respond in my flesh. But God can give us the power to where we can grow together. Where if I am in the spirit and I'm spending time with the Lord, he gives me the words I say and he softens my heart towards my husband. And when my heart is softened towards him, his heart is in turn softened towards me. And I have to realize my greatest mission on earth is not to change my husband or my children to make them love the Lord or to be like Christ. My greatest mission is for me to be one with God in spirit and in truth and to know who God is. And regardless whether my husband and my children are having a good day and they are doing everything perfectly or even when they fail and they are struggling. God is still God and we are still humans in desperate need of a savior. So I just want to pray for you guys. Um, Lord, I just lift up each and every person that might be listening right now and maybe they are struggling with a weakness. Maybe they, maybe they are struggling with an addiction or struggling with something that they continue to run to instead of running to you. Maybe we are all 
I put myself in that. Maybe we are all so wrapped up in the perfection and the rules and the regulations, and we are trying so hard to keep score of how many good things that we've done in the day, and then we condemn ourselves for the bad things or for the things that aren't Christ-like. God, I just pray that you empower us um, to honestly empower us to be weak, empower us with the knowledge and the understanding that when we are weak, that is when we are strong. That is when you come to help us and you lift us up. Just like when Pat was helping and rescuing the elderly people, you run to our rescue and you lift us up and you do things for us, in us and through us that we can never do for ourselves. God, I just lift every person that's listening and I pray that you convict, uh, gently lead and give instruction, give discernment, give the next steps for them as they are trying to figure this out. And maybe that is just dropping to their knees and saying, Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. Without you, I'm nothing. Even my greatest days are but but dust without you. God, I thank you so much for each and every listener. I thank you for this podcast. I pray that you would use this for your glory to bring more and more people to their knees, understanding their desperation for Jesus Christ. Amen. Guys, have an awesome day. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. Seek the Lord. Seek him with everything in you. Seek him while he may be found and then pour out to others and lock arms with others so that we can bring even more people to the throne of God. Love you guys. Thanks for listening.